Hey, it's Gaz here. You may know me from getting there with Gaz and Gaz on the go right here on Gazzilla Media. I just want to stop into this podcast and tell you about one of our great sponsors that's sponsoring this podcast, and that's Techies Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. If you've got fire, water, mold damage to your home, call Tech East right now. Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, 518-915-1062. Now, some of you didn't write that number down. And I know it's going to be a moment, but it maybe happens this summer where all of a sudden sometimes that apartment, that has that house, that condo, whatever you got going on this summer, you see damage, you don't know who to call, you call Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, 518-915-1062, tefirewater.com. Give them a follow on social media as well. Check out their new Twitter page at teast518 and also on Facebook. Check out Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. I also got to add, Sunday, July 11th, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., Levac and Gaz were back. Thanks to Tech East. Thanks to the Hideaway at the Saratoga Lake Golf Club. We'll be broadcasting live on the Godzilla Media YouTube page, on the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page. And the day after, you can listen to the episode on demand on Apple and Spotify. Levac and Gaz joining Godzilla Media. Now, back to this episode of a Godzilla Media podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I'm Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda and Saving Face Barbershop. Hope everybody had a safe and happy 4th of July. I had a very wet and cold 4th of July that got ended uh, abruptly. I went up camping Friday morning and was back by Friday afternoon because my site was underwater. So, Oh, well, there you um, go. Waiting for my refund back on uh, that. And uh, we're how American, how American (laughs) waiting on a refund. And Uh, uh, we're going to try again in August. Uh, This was probably the coldest fourth of July I could remember. Uh, Fourth of July itself wasn't bad, but the weekend was horrible. Hmm. Um, But, you know, my friends, they stayed down here at at the apartment in the old CP Clifton Park. And, uh, (laughs) You know, no, we, we made CP3, them, not to be confused. We had plenty of alcohol, which I guess is the important thing. We had all this alcohol and all this food for camping, and we had to fit it into my apartment, which was not the plan. But hey, we made it work. We're going to try again in August. But uh, yeah, not ideal. <laughs> yeah, well, I had a I had a pretty good one. I didn't do much over the weekend. But uh, on the day of, hung out with some friends, had some drinks, had some dogs, you know, you know the deal. Played some, played some can jam and uh, speaking uh, of cornhole. Uh, speaking of dogs, how American is Joey Chestnut? Oh yeah, Just I watched that too. Absolutely, seventy six hot dogs. It's, I don't think absurd. I've eaten seventy six hot dogs in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. And uh, for anyone who's interested, uh, you can check out Levac and Gaz is a uh, conversation with Joey Chestnut that they had a couple days ago, um, among other things on Godzilla Media. Check it out. Check it out. But yeah, I watched that, too. And, and that was just absurd. Did, did you watch it at all or did you just hear? Well, I was around. So, yeah, I, I had <laughs> I did had you watch, it on. Did you watch the chugging? Uh, the, the lemonade the lemonade <laughs> yeah. the lemonade of, of course yeah. i had to watch the lemonade he, okay he finished a jug of, that guy finished a jug of lemonade a in gallon. what like 
a gallon of lemonade in under 30 seconds. It was like under 30 seconds. Something like that. Something like that. It, yeah, it was it was absurd. And the guy he was up against, um, he tried his hardest, but he stood no chance. He was spilling all over himself, too. It's like what, it was, it was one big boy against an average man. <laughs> Let's yeah, just yeah. put it that way. Yeah, it, it definitely – he looked outclassed because he, he was, like, <laughs> dribbling all over himself, and he was slow. And the other guy took a break in between just to be like, put it down, <clears throat> put it like a like the belch of a century, and then finish the second half of it. It was, it I don't was know how impressive. These, I don't know how these people do it, but uh, God bless them and God bless America for for that being a tradition. I don't know how that became to be, but hey, hey, you got to be the goat <laughs> of something, right? So Joey <laughs> Chestnut, the goat of eating hot dogs. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations to Godzilla media favorite Joey Chestnut for yet again breaking demolishing, your record. breaking your own world record. How how big <laughs> of an ego? That's not where I thought we were going with that. No. Uh, how big of a <laughs> shit does it? <laughs> well, how bad do you think he feels the next day? Uh, <laughs> how bad uh, how rough do you think the next day I mean, he is? might just go into like a food coma i feel like because at that point I, I feel like you're good for the next week 76 hot dogs that's so many hot dogs makes me not hungry thinking about all those hot dogs but i digress uh we'll get to real sports now um <laughs> <laughs> hey <laughs> Well, we'll get to the biggest topic in the nation right now, and that is the NBA Finals, which actually resume Tuesday night, which is when we record. So as this episode drops, you will know the result of game one. But we're going to give our full breakdown. And we predicted as such, I think we both lean towards the Suns and the Bucks. Obviously, the roads to the finals weren't easy for the Bucks, to say the mm-hmm. least. And... The Suns kind of had their way with the Clippers, which was a little surprising, but here they are. And these are two teams that really stuck in long title droughts. The Suns, first of all, have never won an NBA championship. And mm-hmm. the Bucks last ring came in 1971 when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson were part of the team. So it's mm-hmm. been a while. And this is, you know, there's several headlines going into this. You have Chris Paul, 16-year vet, first appearance in the NBA Finals ever for him. You have Devin Booker in the finals. You have DeAndre Ayton. The storyline surrounding the Bucks and how much is Giannis Antetokounmpo going to play? We don't know. I mean, well, he's listed as questionable for Game One. You'll know if he plays or doesn't play when this show ever when the show airs. But that's going to be a storyline throughout the series. Even if he plays Game One or doesn't play Game One, it's going to be a storyline each and every night. Is Giannis going to play? And that's going to have a massive impact uh, on this series. So when you're really looking at this series, it's going to be, it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a war. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't go at least five or six games. I don't see it being a sweep. I think it, this series deserves to be seven games. I just Mm -hmm. think they match up well. Um, There's questions surrounding both teams, how they got there. You have those people out there that are doubting the legitimacy of it, of this title, which I, I don't mm-hmm. get. I mean, this has, this has been a tough year for everyone. So, uh, the, I, I guess my only concerns are, and I'm looking more at the Suns. This is a Suns team that you know everybody is 
saying it was the most consistent team throughout the entire playoffs, looked like the best team Mm -hmm. in the entire playoffs. However, this is a team that beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis, beat the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, beat the Clippers without Kawhi. Now, they could have still beaten those teams, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Suns, but I am a little bit. Like, (laughs) true, and you're about to face the Bucs without Giannis, more or less. And if Giannis plays, definitely not 100%. I have my reservations about the Suns. I think at full health, the Bucs should handle the Suns. But with that being the case, this is a tough series to break down. Yeah. Uh, I, well, first off, it's going to be fun because, as you mentioned, the playoff droughts for both teams, you also have um, no matter which team wins, no one who's playing has won a ring before. So this is completely new water for everyone. Um, and it's, you know, it's Devin Booker's first playoff run, uh, along with DeAndre Ayton, obviously, and Bridges. Um, and on the Bucks side, you know, it's not that many people's finals. As, I mean, P.J. Tucker's uh, almost gotten there, but he, he hasn't played in the finals, and obviously Giannis hasn't played in the finals. Uh, I don't think, yeah, no, no one has played in the finals, I don't think, on either team. Um, and so it's... No. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fresh, and which is gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's very tough. Um, I'll be the first to admit that back when we made our 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 playoff. Well, you had the Lakers in the finals, so <laughs> I said Suns in five or uh, Lakers in five over the Suns, and I thought that the Suns would not even come close to this. And I had the Lakers in the finals, obviously, which I'll stand by. If they were healthy, they would have, but. I digress. Their sons are here and you know, you can only beat who's in front of you. It's, it's a cliche, but it, it holds true. If it, you know, you play a team and they have their, their star player injured, that's not your fault. You just play whoever's in front of you. You play to the best of your ability. And you know, the nuggets weren't missing their best player. They, they had Jokic. They were missing obviously their second best player and Jamal Murray, who, they sorely missed and uh, Lakers, obviously, I mean, they were banged up both LeBron and Anthony Davis, even though LeBron played, he wasn't really himself. And Anthony Davis, I mean, the first couple of games he played, it looked like the Suns were on the brink when they were down two one. Um, and then missing Kawhi the Clippers still put up a pretty good fight. I mean, they couldn't take it all the way. Um, they couldn't push it all the way to seven and have it be like a real do or die situation. But you know, you give credit to the Clippers in that. So yeah, the, the Suns, Suns have questions, but I think they have earned their respect at this point, and especially with the health of Giannis being what it is, which we don't even know what it is. I mean, he was doubtful earlier today, and then upgraded from doubtful to questionable, and it looks like he's looking, he's really pushing hard to play. But from what I'm hearing, it's mostly like Giannis is pushing to play because Giannis obviously wants to play the coaching staff and the medical staff is kind of hesitant. I think to have him play, because even if he does play, I think it's not going to be a, Oh, Giannis is coming out. He looks fine. It's going to be a James Harden trying to come back from his hamstring injury or Anthony Davis trying to play through his groin injury. Like it's going to be a, I'm not 100 or even Trey young trying to play with the, the, the bone contusion, like he didn't look like himself in that last game. And it's going to be, I think that kind of situation, even if Giannis does come back, I, I just don't see him getting to a hundred percent at all. Maybe if he didn't play until like game four or five, maybe. 
yeah, yeah, to me, this is the biggest single factor of the entire finals is the health of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, that's going to dictate where this series goes, I think. I mean, you look at Giannis as one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant two-way player in the world. He can compete near his normal levels, and Milwaukee would probably win the series. But that's a big. That's going to be a big if. Um, and if Milwaukee has their best player in this series, that that's great. But like you said, how effective is he going to be on a hyperextended knee? It's it's hard to see how the Bucks win a title without him, or even a limited Giannis. Even though, I mean, look, this is a guy, two MVPs, a defensive player of the year. Uh, you know, nobody else in the finals really has the the aura and the resume of a Giannis. I mean, he is definitely would be the most dominant player in this series. You look at him on offense and he's, he immediately provides the bucks with what the greatest interior scorer in the NBA right now, maybe outside of him and Joel Embiid. I, I don't know who else him and Joe Zion's pretty good. Zion's Zion, Zion's up, Zion's up there as well. But I, I honestly, he's... I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still looking for Zion to, you know, make the playoffs. Oh yeah, I, I know that. But but if you put Zion in the paint, oh, he shoots like 68%, so. Cor- correct. Um you know, he he has he's willing to drive the rim and he's you know, he's he's willing he's to take ben the Simmons. shots unlike Ben Simmons <laughs> who who uh, you know is working on his individual development with his new bay at Wimbledon, but hey, <laughs> I saw that. that was funny. But uh yeah, I mean, honestly at least will will take the shot even if it takes him 13 seconds Correct. to get it off <laughs> right but you know he if if he can be even 75 percent with chris middleton and drew holiday playing the way that they've been playing i still lean towards the bucks i like i like how chris middleton has stepped up he's been really the bucks closer this year drew holiday playing at a high level as well and Look, on defense, Giannis is equally as vital. I mean, like I said, defensive player of the year. He can guard anyone on the Suns. He can guard CP3. He can guard Aiton if they decide to go smaller. Um, this is it, – it's going to come down to how available is he. The best ability is availability, and I'm not so sure he's going to be that available, and that's where you look towards the Suns and what they can do to a team if a team can't step up defensively, you have CP3 and the way he drives that offense. You have Devin Booker, who has been absolutely lights out. You have Aiton, who's taken to a whole other level. Now, it'll be interesting to see how he faces up against a Giannis or a Brooke Lopez if Giannis plays. But Brooke Lopez, even Middleton, will probably see some time with him as well. Uh you and you look at the bench that has been surprisingly good for them as well with Cameron Payne. Um, this is a Suns team that's playing hot, playing well, playing together. You can't doubt them yet. I mean, I had them losing to the Clippers, but when I saw how they were playing against the Clippers, I, I changed. I changed real quick. I the Suns have been the most consistent team and the most healthy team in the entire. NBA postseason, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, health is obviously going to be, um, as it has been this whole season, one of the most defining, um, you know, factors when it has come down to 
picking these games and uh, predicting these series, the healthiest team has won. In fact, all the way up this, like the whole series on both sides. Cause if you look at the nets and the Bucks series, who do we all think was probably going to win heading into that? The nets who came out of it, the healthier team, the bucks, the, the, the team that didn't suffer the injuries until the next series. And then honestly, the bucks played great in game five and game six of the Hawks series because, you know, Giannis went down and it was suddenly like, Oh, like Betray was down too. So it was like, Oh, well, what, are we going to be able to pull through and have, you know, Middleton and, um, uh, Brooke Lopez step up and drew holiday step up. And they did, they stepped up. They played great basketball, uh, team basketball. I think the one argument you can make for, I hate the argument that everyone makes sometimes when, when, when superstars go down and they're like, oh, well, this team looks so much better without him. It happened when Kevin Durant went down a couple of years ago um, in the playoffs. And then they, uh, you know, Curry and Clay uh, led team ended up like destroying the, the Portland Trailblazers. And everyone was like, oh, this team's so much better without KD. They should just play without him. It's like, <laughs> that's, ri- that's ridiculous. And saying that the Bucks are better without Giannis is ridiculous. Come on now. They may have played a little bit better because, you know, they had a little more spacing because he doesn't space the floor as well and other guys can play as well. But you need to have you. I mean, you you want to have the superstar player like you cannot make the argument in good faith that the Bucks are legitimately better without Giannis because Giannis is one of the top five to ten players in the league. Um, but that being said, even with Giannis, I don't know that it makes a ton of difference. I mean, if you go back to the regular season, and albeit it is the regular season, uh, Giannis scored a total of 80 points with an, an insane 68.2 true shooting percentage, the two games that the Bucks played against the Suns. He was getting downhill and carving up their defense and like isolating on even DeAndre Ayton because Ayton can't truly guard him. Um, so Giannis does dominate against the Bucks. But those two games are against the Suns. Yeah, those two games, Phoenix won, albeit by a combined two points (laughs) because it was a one-point game both times. The second game went to overtime, and it was 128-127. 125-124 was the first game. First game, they didn't have Drew Holiday yet, um, or he didn't play. So I don't... um, think i don't know what his impact will be except the second game he did play he scored like 20 let me see i can pull it up right now i have it uh he scored 25 points and they still lost by one but still lost so you know it's gonna come down to whether he's healthy and then the strategy that mike bootenholzer puts together um to go up against monty williams who i think if you're looking coach for coach i think we both would agree that we think monty williams is the better coach than uh, coach bud so yeah it, it it's gonna be close but i think at this point i'm done d- downing the suns and i'm i would probably take them in the series i think it'll be long i don't think it'll be a sweep or anything like that i think it'll go six or seven i lean six if Giannis doesn't play and seven if he does and at that point if it gets to a game seven where Giannis is playing and he doesn't look like he's too hampered by his injury it could go either way at that point. It's a toss up. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people reference this that if CP3 loses this finals, that it tarnishes his legacy. I don't understand that. I don't get it. No. Um, 
However, with that being said, this is the biggest stage of CP3's career. I mean, this is his time to shine. And he's the matchup that I'm going to be. I mean, everybody's going to be pointing out the health of Giannis, this and that. But watch CP3 in this series. 16 years to get to the first ever finals appearance for truly an all-time great point guard. One of the last true, 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 true classic point guards in the NBA, in my opinion. I think Um, he's top five if you're talking just point guards. He's five, but I think he's top five. And then that's it. That's uh, it's t- it's tough. First of all, how you define point guard nowadays, and it's tough how you. But I I'll, I'll say safely top ten, just because I don't have the energy to really break down a top five right now. I'll say that's top fine. ten for sure, um, <clears throat> just to cop out and make everybody frustrated. But this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it out there. It's, I think it's top five because I would think Magic, Steph, Oscar Robertson, Isaiah Thomas, and then him. And then Future Stockton. Sixer. Right Future, Sixer. Future Sixer, Dame Lillard? No. <laughs> no, no. He could be I'm up there eventually. Not, not yet. No, not know, yet. But this is, this is going to be CP3's time to shine, and he's going to be facing a lot of Drew Holiday, who, in my opinion, is a big-time underrated player in this league. He has earned second all defensive team nods uh, multiple seasons. He just got another one this year. Um, multiple players have have said that they believe that he is like the best perimeter defender in the NBA, or at least he's the hardest person that they go up against. So, And however, with that being said, and that was the point I was going to get to, Drew Holiday is known for being very good defensively. However, he's defended Chris Paul for a total of 25 minutes over the past four years, and Paul has dropped 35 points and 13 assists on him. Ooh. So this is Ooh. a matchup that if the Bucs want to win this series, they're going to need more out of Drew Holiday in order to beat the Suns because if CP3 has his way in orchestrating this offense, it's game over, and it's going to be over quick. Yeah, I mean, it, I... I don't think it tarnishes his record if he loses. Because no, I don't think so either. Finals losses should never really tarnish your record. We talked about that at nauseum with LeBron and how it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. He gets penalized for it. So I'm not going to penalize CP3 for making it. And if he doesn't win, you get the brownie points just for making there. It would, however, be a perfect cap to like you know, this hall of fame career that he's had just to not, to, not to say that he's going to retire because he's not. And in fact, he might get a huge pay grit, uh, a payday, even if though the, he's 36, if the Suns don't pay up, <laughs> guess what? Someone yeah, I've heard up. a lot about the Knicks trying to go that route. We, I don't know, but, but yeah, as someone will pay him probably into his 40 slash 41 season, a lot of money, which, you know, more power to him, but, I think as the the pinnacle of his career, um, I think it would be great for him if he could cap it off um, with an NBA championship, just so that he's not one of the, you know, the few uh, who in that rank of uh, you know best player to never win a championship. The 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 Carl Malones, the John Stocktons, the Charles Barkleys, all of them, and you don't want to be lumped into them if you can avoid it. And so it would be nice. Uh, to not have to talk about CP3 as one of the best players ever to not win a championship. This is the one thing that drives me nuts about the NBA. We're going to be talking about this series potentially for four shows. 
Think about that. We could be talking about this series for the rest of the month of July. Game one is tonight, Tuesday. We obviously air on Wednesday. Game seven, if it goes that far, which good chance that it could, is July 22nd. Wow. <laughs> so, I didn't realize well, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so it's, it's, it's going to be two days in between, like three um, days. So game one is obviously, I've said it multiple times, Tuesday night. Game two is Thursday. Game three will be Sunday. Then game four is July 14th, which I don't have a calendar in front of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that's a big jump. That's a big Sunday well, to Wednesday, thir- Thursday to Sunday, and then Sunday to Wednesday. And then you have July 17th is game five. So Wednesday yeah, to Saturday. Saturday. Jul- uh, game six is July 20th. So that mm, Tuesday. Yeah, Saturday, Tuesday. And then and the then last game, game would be seven is July 22nd. Is that Thursday? So yeah. we're going to be talking about this for a long time. Hopefully it's a good Hopefully series. It seven. Hopefully it's going to be a fun series. However, we're going to be sick of talking about it <laughs> after four weeks of this. Um, but hey, this gives us some content. Does give us content. <laughs> we are in that time of year, folks. I, 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 as much as some people are excited about the Olympics, I cannot dedicate more than maybe 10 minutes on the Olympics. It's just hey, if something boring. crazy happens. If, if it comes we'll, we'll up, talk we'll about talk it. about it. However, if, if the USA warning, is dominating, I'm, I'm down warning, to talk about it. I'm warning people now that I am not speaking for Taylor, but me personally, I could give two shits about the Olympics <laughs> outside of basketball which i know the u.s is going to dominate but i'll watch luca and it, a couple yeah other i was stars. gonna say it is very interesting um, to see how far he can take slovenia the women the women's soccer team is always a conversation the u.s men's soccer team might be a conversation this summer although i i hate soccer i i'll say it right now i i hate soccer i can't stand it actually what? <laughs> get um, you off the air <laughs> i have a remember we'll go I want to get to predictions, but it just it it fell perfectly that so I haven't been shy that I don't like soccer. And I don't know many people that do like soccer or even want to talk about soccer. It's just not a thing in the US. And that whether right or wrong. My boyfriend's my boyfriend's gonna be mad when he listens to this because he likes soccer. Well, I I apologize in advance, but I can't stand <laughs> it. Um Remet, were you on air with me or was it just I, one of our buddies? Not I think it was no. Eric Hanneman. Eric, Eric Hanneman. Yeah. Uh, one of our good Eric friends, Hanneman. Eric Hanneman, and I were on air and he he <laughs> he likes soccer. And he threw me a curveball one day, mentioned dropped Christian uh was it Polisic? Is that his last name? I don't even know. <laughs> yes. I'm getting <laughs> you still don't know his name? <laughs> God damn it. Christian Um The future of the future of soccer. U.S. soccer. Yeah, I've heard US about soccer. him so much because he's just yes. such a future of U.S. soccer. He um, is. But we had we actually aggravated some uh, uh, a listener, a listener, <sighs> because he he's probably some psychopath soccer fan. <laughs> that all he does is wake up at 5 a.m. to watch Euro League or whatever. Oh, my and, God. And he called into the studio and was like, how do you guys know who Christian Pulisic is? Just, just funny. It just made me laugh. But let's get let's get to a real sport, like I said. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
predictions. What's your prediction? Who's going to be the NBA champion? And give me a finals MVP. All right. If I'm putting it down on paper, as much oh, you're as putting I'm... it. You're putting it on the record on air, <laughs> not just on paper, my friend. Yes. Uh, as much as I want this series to go seven, because I think it'd be fun. I think Giannis doesn't come back full strength. I think the Suns nearly roll, but the newfound uh, Bucks chemistry when Giannis isn't playing and the way that they're moving the ball and the reliance on Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday having to step up, I think they extend it. They win a couple games. Suns in six with <sighs> CP3 getting the – finals mvp because even my thunder i knew no matter no matter how good i they play like even if devin booker plays relatively well i think if cp3 plays anywhere close to relatively well they're gonna give it to him anyway this isn't good for you know a a controversial topic like you know co-hosts aren't supposed to agree with each other (laughs) but um that's literally what i had in mind all day was sons and six CP3 as the as the MVP finalist. I just don't see without Giannis being 100% healthy, even if he plays. You're look, you're going to see Giannis in the series, but he's not going to be healthy at, at whether it's game 1, whether it's game 3, whether it's, you know, game 6. And if he six, comes down and they're already down 3, like as if it's 3-0 and he's coming back for game 4, it's like, well, they're done. I just don't see how the Bucks have enough outside of Giannis to beat the Suns who are playing well right now, albeit we don't really know their full potential because we haven't really seen it yet because they have beaten teams without their stars. I still think Phoenix, I'm done doubting them. I'm done doubting them. Like you said, I I cannot take away what they have done, beating the Lakers, Nuggets, and Clippers, staying healthy and making it to the NBA finals, which is not something the Bucks can say, which staying healthy. So I'm going to go Suns six games and uh, CP three is my NBA finalist. And not that there was any doubt in anybody's mind about his legacy status, but that cements CP three status as a top point guard in NBA history. Yeah, it's it's going to be great for him if he does win. I mean, on the other side, if the Bucks surprise us and we've, we picked a lot of the like we picked all of the series and even as it's developed we've repicked and i don't know how many actually we've gotten right um i know i think we we've definitely picked pretty good well we picked the bucks over the hawks for sure yeah. um i picked the picked, clippers because they were my pick i picked but... the, well what it was once Kawhi went down it was obvious that I, I i could pick the suns and feel right good about it but i i i thought that if Kawhi came back which he obviously didn't that the clippers had a chance but you know, and obviously we we got the Philly uh, series wrong, and um, yeah. So did we Taylor, I, did we? <laughs> so I, I I don't know. We're probably both gonna be wrong, and it's gonna be the Bucks. We probably just gave the kiss of death actually to the Sun, the Suns, and they're gonna lose now. Bucks, but Bucks sweep. Do you think if Devin Booker, you think he's the second most likely to get the Finals MVP? That's what Vegas has it as. I believe he is, he is the second highest odds. Yeah, you're not giving it to DeAndre Ayton. Probably not. You're not giving it to Jay Crowder. I mean, if if CP3 gets like a 40 point game in there, if Devin or... Booker's averaging somewhere north of you know 30, 35 points a game and just goes yeah. absolutely Steph Curry on everyone, then yeah, maybe Booker gets it. But 
I, I don't think Booker has averages, that much. I don't think Booker like, has that much success without CP3. So yeah, I mean, if CP3 averages like even low twenties, but his assists are close to ten or at ten or above, then yeah, I, I think he'll get it. Um, CP3 okay. and Devin Booker averaged fifty-eight points combined in the Western Conference Finals. So expect them to be the main reason why Phoenix wins or doesn't win the NBA championship. Yeah. It's yeah. It's going to come out of them and Giannis's health really. Um, but I- I'm excited. It's going to be new. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be well, a new champion. It, it's, it's new. It's fresh. It's something that we haven't seen. I mean, Phoenix has never won an NBA championship. Milwaukee hasn't won a championship <laughs> since 1971 since so, before my parents were even born you know so like exactly back. so i mean you're talking kareem abdul jabbar and oscar robertson i mean that that's you know pictures were still you know black and white so it's been a while i i think it's going to be a good series i'm looking forward to it we'll see we'll have plenty of time like i said to talk about it we'll see where we're at next Hopefully. week we'll see if we'll see if we're feeling good about our picks uh if it's a sweep and basketball is over that quick, I'll be sad. Well, then we have the NBA offseason, and Dame Lillard is one step closer to becoming a Sixer. So he wish. <laughs> I, I very yeah yes very Taylor much do wish. yes Taylor very good. <laughs> I do wish yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, MLB All Star Game. You know it's midsummer when we're talking about the MLB All Stars. The MLB All Star rosters were announced over the July Fourth weekend. Um, there were some surprises, I think. Uh, I'll just list off the starters first. Uh, the American League, you have Salvador Perez, Vlad Jr., Marcus Simeon, Raphael Devers, Xander Bogarts, Mike Trout, which <laughs> I, that's the fan voting. I mean, you voted Mike Trout, and he's hurt. He's been hurt for over two months now. I don't really understand it. Aaron Judge, who has been about the only Yankee that's decided to show up this year, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, and Shohei Otani. And Shohei Otani just announced the starter pitching-wise as well, mm. the first-ever player to start both in the field and on the mound in MLB Insane. All-Star history. So, I mean, he is doing Babe Ruth stuff. Shohei Otani, <laughs> if he's not the MVP, I think everybody needs I, to riot. He has been so yeah, fun Yeah, I mean, to watch. I don't know what an MVP is if it's not him. He's literally I, I playing how, both sides of the field. <laughs> I don't know how, well. how you – right. I, I mean, outside of a – hiccup against the Yankees the other day. I, I you yeah, know, but tip, typical sports with a Z and a T I, I say the Yankees are struggling and they put up a set. I mean, they still lost the game. So I guess I'm still right. Yeah, but no, they I mean, blasted they, Otani. That was an anomaly. That was, that was a, an anomaly. If I've ever seen one, because <laughs> the, Yankees, the Yankees are not that guy. They're not that guy. So the Yankees only have that one representative. That's Aaron judge. The American league reserves is Mike Zanino, Jose Altuve, Bo Bichette, Carlos Correa, Matt Olson. Jose Ramirez, Jared Walsh, Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, Adolis Garcia, Cedric Mullins, J.D. Martinez, and Nelson Cruz. You have starting pitchers Shane Bieber from the Indians, Garrett Cole, LOL, because he's been terrible ever since people took the spider tack away from him. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi, <laughs> Kyle Gibson, Yusei Kikuchi, Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon. Relievers, Matt Barnes, Aroldis Chapman, someone else that hasn't been good since the spider tack's been uh, taken away from him coincidence i think not <laughs> liam Hendricks, ryan presley and gregory soto so american league roster pretty stacked not very many yankees but i 
I don't have many gripes with the American League. My gripe is with the National League roster, but I'll give your th- let you give your thoughts on the American League. No, I mean, I have no problem with it. I, nothing really stands out to me as as too uh, wrong. I mean, aside from I, I as a Yankee fan, uh, looking at Aaron Judge on there, and I'm just like, I'm not really doing much for the whole team. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. So, you, what do you, what are your gripes? You move on. What what are your gripes with the NL? All right. Well, I'll announce the National League first, and then Go we'll for get it. to my gripes. Um, so the National League starters, catcher Buster Posey, which well-deserved, Giants first place, great. Freddie yeah. Freeman at first. Can't argue that. First of all, Freddie Freeman's average is below 250s, <laughs> which I guess is today's baseball. I get it, but he's been absolutely <laughs> brutal. Um, Adam Frazier at second, Nolan Arenado at third, Tatis at short. That shocker. Acuna in the outfield, <laughs> Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker, two Reds in the outfield. Uh, reserves, JT Riomuto, Ozzy Albies, Chris Bryant, Brandon Crawford, Jay Cronenworth, Eduardo Escobar, Max Muncie, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Brian Reynolds, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, Chris Taylor. Um, starting pitchers are Corbin <clears throat> Burns, Hugh Darvish, Jacob DeGrom. I mean, it, I don't know if that's a surprise to anyone, but Jacob DeGrom is an all-star. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Gosman, Herman Marquez, so Trevor Rogers, Zach Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff with relievers, Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell, Mark Melanson, and Alex Reyes. My problem is this, Taylor, and it's going to make me sound like a homer. However, oh God, here we go. <laughs> here, just hear me out on it. Okay. Hear me out on it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bryce Harper was not yeah. on the roster and Manny Machado missed the roster for this. Yes, I was going to say for the Machado. second straight all-star game, Harper and Machado both failed to make it, meaning they're 0 for two in the last two seasons, because obviously there wasn't one last year since they signed the big contracts. Um, there's arguments made for both and I'll start with Harper. Then I'll go to Machado. So, the fans voted in Acuna, Castellanos, and Winker, so they're automatically in. Then the players voted in Mookie Betts, which can't argue against Mookie, mm-hmm. um, Brian Reynolds, and Kyle Schwarber. However, Schwarber has a hamstring strain that's going to keep him out for at least a month. He can't play. So the commissioner's office added Juan Soto and Chris Taylor as outfield reserves. <sighs> Juan Soto is hitting 279 with nine home runs, 37 RBI. Taylor is hitting 268 with 10 home runs and 42 RBI. Bryce Harper has played half of those games and is batting 271 with 14 home runs and only 26 RBIs because all of his 14 home runs have been solo dingers. I have never seen anything like it for Bryce Harper in my life. Harper is a big name. So is Soto. I get it. Although Harper is having a better 2021 than Juan Soto and Chris Taylor. I get the argument, but you're missing one of the better stars and one of the more exciting players and probably a participant in the home run derby. As for Machado, who, by the way, had two home runs and five RBIs on Sunday as the rosters got announced got caught in a numbers game where Nolan Arenado's the starter players voted in Chris Bryant Machado 
I, I just he's 15 home runs, 57 RBIs, batting 264. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner was announced as a reserve. Eduardo Escobar Eduardo Escobar was also announced as a reserve. Manny Machado's numbers are better than both. Turner is 295, 13 home runs, 41 RBI. Escobar 249 for the last place absolute joke Arizona Diamondbacks. 18 home runs, 54 RBI. I'm sorry, but those are two stars that deserve to be in this game. Yeah, uh, I was going to say Manny Machado. That was one of the ones that uh, stood out to me. And I mean, yeah, it's just like I feel like it's just a numbers game when it comes down to all these guys. And especially what you said, like Bryce Harper, you look at it, it's like, oh, 26 RBIs. But it's not necessarily his fault that other people aren't getting on base when he's there. And like, you know, his his it's also not his face that he got drilled by a hundred mile an hour fastball to the face. Yeah, that kept his OPS out is 878, which is which is very good. Um, his average is a little down if you compare it to like Chris Taylor's at 271. Chris Taylor and and Harper's at 267, um, with less at bats, obviously. But I don't know. And I then, think you can make an argument for both, but yeah, I think you'd want to see Bryce Harper as he is. And then, he's a big name guy. No Max Scherzer. He's seven and four with a 2.10 ERA and he's not in the all-star game players voted in the first five. So DeGrom, that's a lock. Obviously Gosman, very good year. Corbin Burns. Okay. I get it. Brandon Woodruff. I'm starting to question. Then you Darvish, you Darvish. Now he's having a good year. Don't get me wrong, but he has a two, six, five ERA. Give it up more hits, more walks, and less strikeouts than Max Scherzer, who has a 2.10 ERA and, and has a higher wins above replacement, has given up less home runs, has more strikeouts, less walks, less Yikes. hits. Yikes. Um, I, they kind of missed the mark on that one for me. Yeah. Uh, now that you lay all those numbers out there. Um... I'm starting to agree with you on that one. I mean, it it doesn't really make sense that he didn't make it over him, honestly. And and I guess I kind of have, like, I'm trying to have an issue with the American League roster, but, like, I mean, the fans voted, and this is why I don't like the fans voting for the All-Star, because they just picked their favorite players. People love Mike Trout. He doesn't deserve to be an All-Star. He's played (laughs) a month of baseball. Yeah, I I, mean... it is an all-star game you know i mean it i don't is it is it taylor is it called the all-star game because it's an all-star game all right all right all right (laughs) we'll put it this way if in in most sports you know how like in the mlb in the nba nfl you you list off like you know how many all nba teams you've made how many all-star teams you've made yeah and sometimes even people even bring up all-star mvps like in in, in the nba they'll be like oh well this guy won an all-star mvp for the all-star game like i don't care about the all-star game mvp like it's a it's it's a nothing game it's a game of fun for the fans a lot of people hated it i kind of like liked it 
that the all-star game determined who had now i think that mm. maybe the all-star game shouldn't determine this which was it used to be home field advantage for the world series that's yeah. a little much that's a however little. i think there should be some incentive for winning the all-star game which there isn't anymore because let me tell you those are still all-star games got intense when yeah, it came I down mean, to the seven, eight, and ninth inning, when, when matters like home that. field advantage for the All Star game was on the line, that was the fun. World Series, I mean, yeah, or uh, World Series. Jeez, look at me. Yeah, but I, I don't. It's hard to make the All Star games or the Pro Bowls uh, interesting because I mean, oh, the Pro me, Bowl's a disaster. Just can't. That's what I mean. For me, the Pro Bowl is awful. I never watch it. Like I just don't care at all. The NBA. Uh, all-star game is fun they've made it more fun lately i loved all the new things that they've been trying to do to make it more fun with the you know the the player draft and all that stuff and then the uh you know only the every quarter is its own quarter and they they win money or whatever to charity and and then at the end it's like the cumulative score and then they add whatever and it's like a you know a race to get to you know 12 over i don't know what it is i don't remember off the top of my head but it's it's fun. It, they, it made it fun. It made the players at least care a little bit and have some type of intensity, especially in like the fourth quarter. Um, they were, they got some intensity, but like, you know, all this, uh, the MLB all-star game. Yeah. Yeah. Especially also, if it doesn't mean anything. And the, the problem, no. the jerseys wow. this year are awful. I haven't looked. Oh <laughs> my goodness. If you can look it up while we're, while we're doing this, they, yeah. because typically the all-star game they just wore if the National League was the host city, then the National League won every team, every player won their team's home home jersey. And then say the American League was the road team, everybody wore their road team's jersey. And it just looked cool. They came the for some reason, because Rob Manfred hates baseball, another brilliant idea out of the MLB office, they decided to have uniform uh all-star game jerseys this year and correct me if i'm wrong but they're like kind of similar to remember when the mlb came out with those black and white jerseys like mm -hmm. they're just gross i believe I, this these are quite similar i think i'm looking at them now they're like they're like the dark blue for yeah the, yep is that the al and then the the white for the nl <laughs> and then like on the chest it has it, like it, it's kind of like written across the chest, and it's it's a, like, like a down. Box. They're, they're, they're like yeah. logo, yeah, the, the team's yep, logo, yeah. And then it, yeah, and then down it says like like Atlanta's has like the Braves logo, and then it says like ATL down the side. Yes, uh, you I like mean, them, don't it's, you? Eh, they're not bad. I've seen worse jerseys. Let's be honest. I've seen where they're not like I don't know, like bright, brightly colored. Someone threw up on them type jerseys, like like we've seen in in some like NBA all-star games. And I think the NFL pro, pro bowls, some of them have been quite awful. I kind of like right, these. Fine. All right. Whatever. They're subtle and, and they're, they're kind of simplistic almost. And I, and I like it. I've I like seen the them get, color. I've seen it get roasted on social media. So <laughs> I mean, I, it's not, they're not fantastic, but I kind of like them. Gonna go, <laughs> gonna Gonna go get an Aaron Judge 2021 MLB All Star jersey then. I'm literally looking at it right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm not that I'm gonna you're buy so it, but I'm just easy looking to at predict. it. I'm just looking at oh it. Oh my god! Well, while you're no, doing I don't know that, if I'd want to rep anything Yankees right about now. But while you're doing that, I'll let our listeners think about how 
you know, it's trade in season for your vehicle right now. And the trade in market is absolutely booming right now. So every dealer wants your trade in. And that also means there's a shortage of inventory in the market because everybody wants to buy pre-owned vehicles right now. So you trade in your vehicle, you get your money in your hands, but then what? You don't really have anything to buy in some of these spots. Go to Mohawk Honda because not only do they give you top dollar for your trade-in, they also have acres and acres of inventory for you to choose from, which is hard to find nowadays. They have the largest inventory of vehicles in the entire capital region, and that means you can choose the one that's right for you. Some other dealers talk about their values, but at Mohawk Honda, they'd rather show you theirs in the vehicle that you choose. They want to know what's right for you, and they value your selection, and more importantly, value what what you want and how you're treated there at Mohawk Honda. So don't go and feel pressured into buying something from another dealer because that's just the best they can do. Sounds easy and you settle. Go to Mohawk Honda and buy the vehicle you deserve. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is guaranteed to fit your needs and your lifestyle, not the other dealer's values. Whether you want something to go camping up in the Adirondacks when it's downpouring and you know you got a monsoon and you got to get four wheel drive to get yourself out of there, or you want get that more, refund, get that refund, or you want something more sporty when you you're cruising down the Northway and enjoying the nice summer heat that we've had for only a couple days out of the entire summer. Whatever you want. This summer, selection is keen, and no one has more to choose from than Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Have you decided, are you getting that jersey yet? Did I give you enough time, Taylor? Are you going to buy no, the mean, All-Star no, jersey? $160 for that. What? No, no, no. no. Uh, that's on Fanatics. It's on Fanatics oh that I'm looking at. $159.99 plus tax. Obviously, he's going to put it over. Over. Yeah, we live in the beautiful state of New York, so tax is going to be nice, nice. For <laughs> and also, ever. once again, I don't know if I want to wear any Yankees anything right now because they're not doing so hot. Currently sits ten and a half games out of first place in the NL East, and uh, I believe they are now seven and a half out of the last wild card spot. Uh, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone's future is quickly coming to the forefront, and you know, you know it's – not a good thing when Hal speaks in front of the media in July. That doesn't happen very often. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> that that's not good. Yankees are in trouble. Um, we're going to have time to talk about that as the trade deadline approaches. Who knows what they're going to mm-hmm. do? Are they going to try to make a move to kind of give them that boost? I don't know what it would be, but I, I can't be a kettle kettle Marte. <clears throat> It can't be a Kettle Marte anymore, so um, yeah. they, they got to figure out something quick or their season is going to be a lost cause. The Yankees have not had a losing record since 1993, so they ha- are 500 now, above 500, 42 and 41, hanging on to 500. <laughs> They're but hanging on, but... I don't it's... think that if, if, the, if Baltimore wasn't god-awful, um, then the Yankees might be looking at the bottom of the AL East. Um, we're lucky that we have the the buffer that is the Baltimore Orioles. Sorry, guys. Um, but <laughs> if they weren't so god-awful, then, yeah, I think Yankees would be towards the bottom. But, I mean, we are we are there. We are at the bottom. We're just, we're just not that bad. But, yeah, I mean. So, 
to get you out of your cranky mood, because, you know, talking (laughs) about the talking about the Yankees, let's talk some football because that's quickly approaching. And that's every everybody's favorite time of year. We love football and fancy football is coming around. Hell yeah. Training camps about to start pro football focus, whether you love them or you hate them. I tend to think that they over exaggerate a lot of things came out with their power rankings heading into training camp. You want to guess who's number one, Taylor? The Kansas city chiefs. Eh. No, Nope. Guess again. Uh, I mean, the bucks. Yeah. You okay. have the, you have the bucks at one chiefs at two and I'll, I'll read off the list and then you can go, I'll read the top 10 and then the bottom 10. How about that? And then we'll, right. go, we'll go from there. <clears throat> Bucks at one, Chiefs at two. <laughs> this is Cleveland Browns are three. Mm. Bills are four. Ravens are five. Yeah, it's getting ugly real quick. <sighs> Packers are six. Rams are seven. Mm. <laughs> Cowboys are eight. <laughs> Vikings are nine, and the I can't even say this one with a straight face. <laughs> the the say the Denver the, Nuggets. The Denver Broncos no, Denver are Broncos. ten. At ten? At ten? Oh my! They goodness. have the Denver Gracious. Broncos at ten. I'll oh read the final text. This is why we're talking about this because I was reading this list and I thought I was reading something out of like 2013. Is like uh, Peyton Manning <sighs> like unretire and so <laughs> the bottom ten Texans at 32, which yeah that makes sense. Lions at 31, Jets at 30, the Eagles at 29. Like, I'm sorry. Like, look, I'm not high <laughs> on my Eagles this year, but they're also not 29. Okay. Yeah. Jaguars at 28. Don't see the Jaguars being better than the Eagles. The Panthers at 27. I'd have them much higher. The Raiders at 26. The Falcons at 25. The Bengals at 24. The Bears at 23, the Dolphins at 22, the Cardinals at 21. There's a lot wrong with this list. A lot wrong. Um, where should we start? Where, right. Where do we begin? Um, I guess let's start with the most shocking to just me, the top, which is the top. I mean, the, as an Eagles fan, the bottom is pretty shocking to me. But the Denver Broncos, they might have one of the better secondaries in football. Michael Ajumedia, AJ Bouye, Bryce Callahan. Mm. You brought in Pat Sertain. You have Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller. Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson in the secondary. However, you have Teddy Bridgewater and or Drew Locke at quarterback. 
Like, what am I missing here? That offense, it has weapons. If you have a comparable quarterback, it might work. But the, this Broncos team is not good. It's, I mean, you have Drew Locke is projected to be your starter. And then Melvin, look, Melvin Gordon is comparable at running back. You have a lot of weapons at wide receiver, a top 10 tight end, and no offense, a decent mm-hmm. offensive line. But they're not a playoff team. No way. No, no, no way. I mean, if you just look at the quarterback, like, you know, so many questions with Drew Locke slash Teddy Bridgewater like that. It's not even questions anymore. It's so much doubt around Drew Locke. Yeah, I just don't see them as being guys who can lead your team to the playoffs. And then even if you got to the playoffs, lead you farther than a lot of teams that are underneath them. Like, I mean, Jerry Judy is a very good wide receiver, and so is Cortland Sutton. And so if... If those guys are playing well, yeah, you have a good wide receiver core, um, and Noah Fan's good. Their their offensive line, even I'm looking at their their own like Pro Football Focus like rankings, like their 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 numbers that they derive or whatever, and like you know their their center Lloyd Cushenberry is a forty point five. I don't know what the their their number is. It's, it's Pro Football Focus's number, um, but he forty is is not good. I mean, they're, they're left out. Garrett Bowles is, is, is at a 90.6, which is really good, but you, you give them that, but I mean, they're going to have to be lie on their defense, which, which we've seen the Broncos do it before where their defense was the best thing about their team. And they were able to win a super bowl with that. I mean, they have Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and then all those guys you just listed off in the secondary, um, which is going to be really good. I'm sure. But are they going to be, you know, better than the uh, right underneath them at San Francisco 49ers. I can make a case. They were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and their biggest weakness last year was that their team imploded broken, with injuries. Was absolutely yeah. broken. Yeah, their team imploded with injuries, and they're going to have, you know, <laughs> they're going to have those guys back. Um, they're not going to, they're still going to have, you know, George Kittle. How you can going down this says, how do you have Washington foot? How do you have the Washington football team at 12? Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, look, the, did they have a nice year last year? Uh, sure. But they, they won a horrible NFC East and didn't do anything to address the quarterback position. Look, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he is what he is at this point. He's not going to take you to the playoffs. He's going to give you an eight and eight. I, guess you can't say eight and eight now a nine and eight eight and nine record like that's that's what the washington football team is to have them at 12 like look they win around that defense but I, outside of terry mclaurin they don't i mean curtis samuel's a good addition but like i i want more out of that offense i and ryan yeah. fitzpatrick doesn't help the running, uh, the quarterback situation there too is uh, obviously. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has always been serviceable, and he always will be serviceable. Right. But you're you're relying on that defense. That that's what's putting you up there. That's what's getting you to twelve. And honestly, I'm kind of okay with where they are. I might put them down to maybe fifteen, but I I kind of like where they are. They're at. I I I like the Washington football team as a football team, and I think their defense is going to be very good. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick can just play well enough and it, it, you know with Antonio Gibson playing hopefully um I, he was injured last year I believe um but uh, uh either way I mean to have the <laughs> I like Terry McLaurin a lot year in and year out it doesn't matter 
who or where somebody thinks the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a good football team. It happens every year. <laughs> we do this and every year. We do this every year. Look, there's no reason that the passing offense, if healthy, shouldn't be one of the league's best. You have Dak Prescott, who is coming off injury, and you have a stupid amount of receivers. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. You have Zeke in the backfield, but you have an aging offensive line. You have Ty- this defense. That offense is good because that defense is so bad. I mean, they have to put up 40, 50 points to win a football game. Mm -hmm. The secondary didn't get better. They drafted Calvin Joseph, but you're not, and he's going to start opposite Trayvon Diggs. That's an upgrade, but there's a lot of risk relying heavily on a rookie cornerback. It's not, you know, you're going to ask him to go on an Island and not many rookie quarterbacks, cornerbacks come into the NFL and succeed. That's very rare to see eight of the 20 highest yards per coverage snap marks at the quarterback position belong to rookies in 2020, including Trayvon Diggs in Dallas. Yeah. The Uh, Cowboys are banking on young (laughs) players to improve and, it's just not an improvement to me. How are the Cowboys all of a sudden the eighth best team in football? Also, I'll just put it out there. Uh, we, I know we talked briefly about your, your Philly being so low and there's teams above it, but the Colts come on now, come on now. The Colts are not the 14th team. They're not below the freaking Denver Broncos. Come they're on. They're not now. below the Titans. They're not I, below the, nope. They're not below. I don't think they should be the Washington football team. They're not below the Broncos. Not below the Broncos for sure. I will question how are they. Look, I get why people like the Ravens, and I think that offense is good for the regular season. Colts are better than the Ravens. They are built for the playoffs more than the Baltimore Ravens. And and look, the the Cleveland Browns at three. Look, I want to see the Bills do it a second time. I want to see that it wasn't a fluke. Same with the Browns. I want to see that this wasn't a fluke. Prove to me that you got better and can build off the momentum. Well, I th- This is a lot based on just what we saw last year, as I guess some preseason rankings are. But this is built on a lot of what we saw last year, not what they are now. That's also what's hurting the Colts, I think, is because a lot of it is because Carson Wentz is rated so low because of last year and the crap right. that that was. So I think by the end of this year, I the the Colts will be in the top ten. I I believe, I believe. I mean, I that, look, but, I I've I have not been shy that I think the Colts are a dark horse to not only win their. I mean, they're not even picked to be the favorite to win their division. I think they could win the AFC. I'm not going to so say too. they're going to win the Super Bowl because I think that's going to go to the Bucs or the Rams. But I mean, I think <clears> any team is going <throat> to uh, I'll also segue into another complaint that I have that's small, but still, I think substantial in that um, I I don't know if the Colts have enough to beat the Chiefs, who I believe should not be ranked number two. They should yeah, be number uh, one. Right. Yeah. No, the, look, the question around the Chiefs this year was going to be. Did they improve that offensive line? And they absolutely they did. Most certainly did. They most Without certainly a question. did. Without Orlando question. Brown at left tackle, Joe Tooney at left guard, Creed Humphrey at center. 
you have Mike Remmers going out right tackle and Laurent DeVernay Tardif at right guard. This is a team that didn't lose weapons. They did not lose weapons. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He got Clyde Edwards-Alaire going into year two. Daryl Williams is a great backup. Tyree Kill, Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, the whole bunch. Travis Kelsey at tight end. Yeah, <clears throat> This is a team to be reckoned with. And, and I say the Colts are my dark horse team because you'd be an idiot not to think the Chiefs are the, aren't the favorite. Yeah. Which they course. are. But very right. rarely but- do the favorites slam dunk. Something usually happens and they don't go where people believe. And, and I think people are going to be sleeping on the Colts because of the Chiefs. Not to take anything away from the Chiefs because this is – I, I agree that they should be number one. But mm-hmm. – I mean, the Colts definitely have their issues. They, they, sure. their best wide receiver, their top wide receiver is T.Y. Hilton, who's always injured, um, a late as of late. So, it, it, whether he's going to even play a whole season is something you worry about. And they're, they're next best with Michael Pittman. I like, and Paris I like Campbell. Michael Pittman. I, like I do too. I like Paris Campbell as well. He's fast, but you know, some people don't think that he's, you know, up there uh, among the elite of and who knows maybe they acquire a zach Ertz before the season starts uh that'd be cool because the other thing is that uh, the tight end situation I mean, <laughs> mo yeah. mo Wiley cox and he's he's good he's not great but he's good i mean zach Ertz, yeah that'd be that'd be fun micah play but with the best- eagles like look I, I i mean we might as well because it's the elephant in the room being 29th um elephant in your room <laughs> this is when healthy like look Uh, the eagles season comes down to the growth and potential of jalen hurts that's what the see the eagles potentially have a very good football team if jalen hurts and and i guess you're basing it on to our point what jalen hurts was last year which it wasn't encouraging but uh, there was not much encouraging about what the eagles were last year but that doesn't mean they can't be encouraging this year. Miles Sanders is a top 10 running back in this league. Boston Scott's a great spell. You have the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith at wide receiver, Jalen Rager, God, hope he can do something. Travis Fulgham is a great, another wide receiver, big-bodied guy, was actually one of the better wide receivers in football until, you know, Doug Peterson decided not to throw him the football anymore. Um, <laughs> Dallas Goddard's a Top tight end. The reason why Zach Gertz is on his way out of Philadelphia is because of how well Dallas Goddard has played. And then a very healthy offensive line that when healthy is one of the best in football. My lot at left tackle in for Jason Peters. But other than that, it's the group that won the Super Bowl. Isaac Sayamalo at left guard, Jason Kelsey at center, Brandon Brooks at right guard and Lane Johnson at right tackle. A lot of their Eagles problems last year was because it was a ever revolving door on the offensive line. And then the defense, they have one of the better pass rushing defenses in all of football. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. They brought in Eric Wilson at linebacker. You have Darius Slay at corner, Rodney McLeod and Anthony Harris. Is like, I just don't understand how you could put this team at 29. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to be good. It, a lot, a lot of it depends on growth of young players, but to put them at 29, that's that's a little harsh for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, all these all these will change. I think throughout the year, especially once like players start to show that they're not garbage, as some of these rankings have them as. Um, but 
I, I don't know. I mean, for a lot of our New, right above for, it is for like, a lot of our New York listeners, I know we're gonna get questions because we pick we mentioned every New York team, but the Giants are nineteen. Yes. Middle of the pack. Yeah, which is probably what they are. Maybe a bit high, but we'll see. Um yeah, no, yeah, that I don't think they're a very good football team at all, and that's because of Daniel Jones. I as long as Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback of the Giants, they're not going anywhere. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how well some people think they are. They're not going uh, anywhere. Daniel Jones a quarterback. But either way, I'm excited. I'm excited for NFL to come back. Yeah, training camp starts in a t- three weeks now. So. Buckle up, preseason. Pre, there's preseason games this year. Woo, woo. <laughs> oh, you know, new, it's actually only, the only NFL game I've ever gone to was a preseason game. I haven't actually gone to really. Area. Yeah, oh, we go to we go to at least two Eagles games a year. I mean, going to Colts games is hard because if they're not playing the Jets, then it's had the truck out to Indianapolis, which I would love to go. But the only never time the opportunity. I've been to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship when Penn State won the Big Ten Championship. It was, it's very, let me tell you something. Once you get west of Pittsburgh, it's a whole lot of nothing until you get to Indianapolis. <laughs> it's a brutal drive. It's a brutal drive. That. But I, I, Indianapolis is a nice city. Um, I'd love Luke to go Soil back is a there. great stadium, too. Really nice stadium. That, well, by the time I got into the stadium, I was rather abbreviated. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> so uh, inebriated. Inebriated. So we won't talk about. It, but it, it was a great game. Great. It is a great game. Nice city. Um, my, I would love to see a football game in every stadium. That would definitely be on my list to see the Eagles play in every stadium. But I've only seen the Eagles play in three stadiums so far. Lincoln Financial, which is obviously in Philly. I've seen them play at FedEx Field in Washington, and I've seen them play in Dallas at AT&T Stadium. I've been to AT&T Stadium for Eagles games and a Penn State game when they were in the Cotton Bowl. So I've been there quite a lot, actually. Now that I think about it, that stadium's mad. You want to talk about a stadium that sticks out. AT&T Stadium, it's all flat down there in Texas. And then you're coming in, and you just see this massive, it looks like a spaceship. It really does. And and you go in and all you want to do is look at that major, that big time TV up there. Mm-hmm. That, but I'm excited. Football's going to be back. College we will get into college football soon. College football's actually going to be here before NFL. So, um, yeah, you know, that we, we have the player likeness has been approved by the NCAA. Hey, Thank let's God. get NCAA. Let's get NCAA 21 roll. It, it won't be rolling this year. They actually no, said no, it no. won't be till 2023, which is kind of depressing, but it's in the it world of sweeter, all the sweeter um, once we get it. If this podcast, which let's hope it is still going in 2023, um, <laughs> you're going to have, I'm going to have to, you know, give the reins over to Taylor and you're going to have to find new co's because all I'm going to be doing is playing that game. <laughs> I will literally make a career out of that. I will not touch anything else, but that game I, I've. So uh, I, I so have, good. it's just so good. It's, it's so, so fun to like, like have a team and then like, you can like do the thing where you like make a player and like, and like, or just control a team and like, just be I always, a championship, like I, dynasty. I always uh. wanted to be. So obviously before I went to Penn state, I still was a Penn state fan. I grew up growing up in Pennsylvania family went mm-hmm. to Penn State that's you know 
And I always, I always pick Penn State, and I always wanted to build them up to a dynasty. I would always play like you know, I whoever was number one the next year. If it wasn't, if it wasn't me, I'd always put them week one to knock them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you could pick whoever you want. You could realign conferences. It, it was fun. Um, I'm definitely excited to see. Uh, there's a couple remakes like on the newer platforms, like revised editions, but you can only do so much with that. Yeah, so. I resorted to like playing like Madden and like going to the rosters and like importing yeah. like the. But it's the not college. the same. It's, it's not, not the same. same. It's not the same. It's not even I, close. I want to. I want to see like that Penn State whiteout. I want to see mm-hmm. you know going into Columbus, Ohio, and and they they always did. They played like you know the 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 opening thing like Ohio the Ohio State yeah. would have like the band come out and, band and come out make yeah, the Ohio. It, well, it would actually be the actual traditions and yeah, it, exactly. and it was very in the, in the personalized. So yeah. I I I want it back. Everybody wants it back. Um the nice For thing is you don't have to you don't have to worry about pre-ordering and sitting in a line anymore. If you have like one of the newer consoles, you could just download it right at home and yes sir. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. I got a PS5 now. I know so you have, I. had one. Yes, I know sir. you got one like when they first came out. I was but... I was a lucky one. I was a yeah. lucky one. I... No, I got mine a little bit ago. Like there's still, uh, I think they're still have. I think they're still having issues with that. No, like, I don't want to talk right. about how much I had to pay to to get it. I didn't yeah. pay a scalper, but I got it like a a bundle. Okay. Hey. Uh... Well, I got a bundle. It, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't no, cheap. It was not but... cheap, but. You know what? I have it. So we have it, and yeah. uh, we will be playing. All right. So Gaza's going to have to find two hosts entirely for a sports team <laughs> on college football. We'll Actually, just start Gaza streaming. Will be, no, Gaza, we'll- <laughs> we could start streaming. We start streaming. We could start That's streaming our That's games. College football brought to you by Sports with the Z and a T. Put that in your back pocket, guys, because I know you're going to listen to this episode. So <laughs> put that in your back pocket, and let's make uh, that a thing. But um, no, good stuff as always. And uh, another hour, another hour plus show um, this week. <laughs> I know Taylor is doing some trivia in the area. I'm doing some trivia mm-hmm. as well for the old Gazi bear. Where are you going? I know you're Wednesday. Uh, tipsy Moose. So tipsy Moose. And I'm yes, across the street pub. Down so if anyone's Westland. listening, they could probably go to yours. I mean, maybe if you listen early in the the day tomorrow, yeah. You if you listen by. early enough, you can stop by the Taylor Moose in Albany, but or yeah. go to the Cross the Street Pub on seven thirty Albany. I believe mine's at six thirty on Thursday, so we'll be doing that in for old Gazi Bear, and then uh, NBA Finals soccer matchups are going on. Uh, did, did you see that um, the tour de, the Tour de France? crash i was going to bring that up to you but uh, we got sidetracked oh, i was thinking about it like an hour ago when we goodness. were talking but but yeah, yeah i was like when did we you were... see when we started oh, this podcast my... but that wow oh my gosh she, she was posing for a picture i know she was just like hey, you would you... sign out in front of the fucking <laughs> goddamn the whole race is happening <laughs> turn around i think I, they said like all but like 14 racers got past that yeah um, and the the tour is actually suing the lady oh yeah they, they're going to find her. her at first she like she dipped real quick well after I that, would but dip they, they finally found her flee the they country fin- yeah they Good. finally found her and now she's gonna be held accountable because yeah she ruined I mean I don't want to say ruined the lives of but like you know they those those cyclists 
work they, hard for they, they train, train they train for, like years. 12 they like, they train years 12 months around the clock for a one month of a bike race and and you just that, screwed it up for that for that to happen the first day my god damn <laughs> like it's like what are you thinking like i would sue her too i would yeah sue her ass <laughs> yeah for real she deserves it Oh, man, God that's, damn that that's fantastic yeah that that <laughs> well i saw it on sports center not top 10 i was like that that's wild that is yeah. absolutely wild so a lot of fun stuff uh going on we are presented by as always mohawk honda and saving face barbershop we don't want to forget about our boy jeremiah up in saratoga springs go check him out up there in nice little uh nice little area Saving Face Barbershop location off exit 13. And if you're going through the North Way, uh, he can do at home cuts. But I, I recommend going in great atmosphere, great prices. Mm-hmm. He's going to make sure you get the cut that you want, especially with track season coming around here in two weeks. It's starting to get busy up here in the capital region. You want to look good for opening day on. I will be there. Maybe Taylor, maybe you'll show up on opening day on Thursday. Maybe we'll we'll work something out. I know I Possibly. definitely I know I'll definitely be there, but I got to get that fresh haircut to, to go along I with know. it. Got to look good for opening long. day. Um, summer is starting to crank. It's starting to get into the dog days of summer. You want that fresh gut. So check out Jeremiah up again. He's on exit 13 and uh, up in Saratoga Springs. So go on in there and get that fresh look. But outside of that, we are presented by Godzilla media. Hope you all had a very safe and happy 4th of July. Have a good week. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Enjoy all the sports out there, and we will catch you next week. See ya.